0: Let's go. What's up, college baseball fans? Welcome to the midweek episode of the 11.7 podcast. We are kind of going to break some news early. Um, yeah, so Dimitri and I have been really busy lately and like are going to be really busy moving forward. So we will no longer be doing this podcast. Um This is actually going to be the last one. So we just wanted to say thank you guys for all the support. Uh, We're still going to be doing social media when we can, but with my full-time job and Dimitri going to play baseball overseas, um, this is going to be the last one for a while. Um, So I'm going to let Dimitri get the floor for a little bit, but we're still going to have a good show for you guys.
1: Ben, that sounded so sad coming out of your mouth. That was just like so monotone, just like,
0: well, dude, I am sad. So
1: sad. No, no, you are sad. But it's just like, it was just like sad listening to it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Ben obviously broke the news. We are ending the podcast for now. We might come back next year, but that's not guaranteed or confirmed. This is the last one of this year. It's been an incredible year. Um, We just don't have time for it. We just, just it's just not, it's not going to work out for the time being. Um, we hate that, you know, it's come to the, but, um, thank you guys. You guys have been awesome. Been a lot of fun, been a one hell of a ride as they like to say. Um, but we thought we weren't going to do an episode tonight to be, actually, and we thought, you know what, we got to give them one last one, one, one final more. show, just full of energy. Just let them know how much we appreciate them. And hopefully, um, they enjoy the rest of the season without us. Yeah, but um
0: so this is when we tell you guys April fools
1: <laughs> that was the that would the lame like gotcha moment April fucking fool <laughs> No sorry guys you
0: guys can't get rid of us that quick uh we'll be doing dude, no, this hell no we ain't going nowhere baby <laughs> Oh man dude for a second I just like kind of believed ourselves I was like wait this is the last
1: episode <laughs> <laughs> not really Uh, we're clowning around here on this, uh, whatever. No, we ain't going nowhere, baby. What did that? What is his name? Um, from Wolf of Wall Street, Uh, Jordan Belfort. Jordan Belfort, like I ain't leaving. I'm (laughs) fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving, Jordan. I love you, Jordan. I love you. I'm not fucking leaving.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, sorry if we scared you guys or made you guys happy. Um, but we have a fun show for you guys. It's like past midnight, and we're clowning around right now. But we had a fun little midweek action and that we're going to recap for you. Uh, we're that actually, it was one talk. of my
1: favorite midweeks.
0: Yeah, it was my a good week. It was a good midweek because there wasn't like an overflow of games. Like there was maybe like 40 or 50 total, only like five or six today. Um, and there was a lot of action, a lot of walk-offs. So we're going to talk about some of the walk-off wins. And obviously, we're going to talk about Horns Down, Texas A&M beating Texas. We're going to talk about Robert Moore hitting for the cycle freaking stud and yeah and then we're also going to talk about the big 10 and about like their postseason chances and we're going to go through some league leaders right now about halfway through the season for most teams so basically we're going to start
1: with what do you want to start with texas a&m and texas i thought that was a fun game i think that's a great place to start ben that game with okay besides the arkansas mississippi state series last week last weekend that game was the first game, I watched a sporting event in all of sport where I watched and didn't even think about, oh, this is weird. It was just, holy shit, this is, this is sport. It just means more.
0: Yeah, the, and, the stands were packed. And, and when
1: I saw, I was watching from the very beginning, like I got, on like, I got, I turned it on like right at seven o'clock, right when the game was starting. And I saw the Texas A&M fans doing their, what do you call that thing where they alternate? Oh, they're like sway. I don't know like, what they yeah, call it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Where they, they're like crisscrossing. Yeah, it looks sick when in a I football stadium. That, when I saw that, I was like, some things are just bigger than sports. Yeah. And it was the first time I felt like I was watching a live sporting event with pride and, emo- and emotion and everything that accumulates in that without thinking like, this isn't, this isn't supposed to be happening kind of thing. The it was more like, let's fucking out. go, baby.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And... First of all, I just want to be out and clear and say that I don't think any kind of like COVID virus wants anything to do with Texas A and M and some of their traditions. So um, they they definitely COVID wants to stay away from that school and their traditions. But uh, the
1: I mean, I mean, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even want to get into whether, like, I'm not even gonna say it. I'm just, I'm not even gonna get into that because. I don't care. About you that. Sound, like care a soror- about, you sound like a sorority
0: about- girl right now. I don't even want to get
1: into it. I, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not going to get, but I'm going to get into it. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. But <laughs> all I care about is seeing a full crowd of Texas saying, We are a college baseball podcast. Damn it. We care about what's in the stadium. We don't care about anything else.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, the student section was packed. They were loud. The uh, The highlights of it that I watched was, was a lot of fun. And, dude, it just felt good to see. First of all, those two schools finally playing each other in a, in a sport, because like, you know they're scared to play each other in football. But both sides.
1: They keep screaming at each other, oh, one side's more scared than the other. I think it's very equal. They both just have agreed that they don't want to play each other, because yeah. one team has to win, one team has to lose.
0: <laughs> right. But they don't care in baseball. Like they, They'll play each other two or three times a year, so the uh, Texas A&M took care of business at home after two solo home
1: runs and that was it like both pitching staffs i thought did a great job defense um, was well played d- dude it was a great it was a great rivalry game you know every swing every out mattered i like games when every out mattered and you got to come up with the big hit to win it rather than who can get more who who just scores more runs like you know what i mean like a slugfest i like when runner on second with two outs you strike out decide the game rather than who who gets to hit last
0: yeah who gets to hit last who gets walked bunted over to second sacrifice to third and then base it to win it i agree with you there the, the um, best part though so dude, about the whole game was um i forget the closer's name but he came in got the third out Hey, joe's we joe's weak and that's dude how do I forget that? I literally played with his older brother in junior college, uh, Cullen Jolesbiac, and he comes in, slams down the horn, horns down, and
1: dude, hey, he did I like thought, a double, he did like a double horn towards the <laughs> outfield camera, and then he swung that bitch around and went double horns right at Texas dugout. And then the whole team did horn um horns down, like handshake. Handshake line full
0: of horns down. The the best part is I was reading some of the Twitter comments and some of the AM fans were just like 15 yard penalty. Yeah, they're like that's 60 yards worth of penalties there, <laughs> or man, we might have to forfeit next uh, this next weekend series because NCAA is gonna suspend our whole team. Like it was it was just great. Hey I, question.
1: Question. Well, since we're talking about it, did you did you know that the Big 12 banned horned down? The big 12 banned the horns down. Okay. I didn't know that, but Texas is yeah, not uh, in the big 12, so they can do what they want. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, because this is interesting. Like how football and baseball are not the same because bleacher report posted this article, July 16th, 2019, when Oklahoma and you know, Marquise Brown did it in Baker Mayfield. You remember that? Yeah. Hollywood Brown. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Big 12 players who flash the horn down sign, a mocking inverse of Texas hook 'em horn will be subject subjected to the same rule as when they partake in any other celebration. So well um, let me tell you this, Dimitri. If you're not aware, Texas
0: runs the Big 12. The University of Texas runs the Big 12. I, and I tell you this because I still remember maybe like back in 2012 or 2013 when Texas a and left and they were looking for teams to join the big 12 and the university of Houston was like, Hey, like, yo, we'll join. Like we have a huge athletic facilities, like big public school in Texas. We'll Houston join. Houston
1: could definitely be in the uh, big 12
0: yep. and they tried and Texas vetoed it and said, no, like we recruit from Houston. If you guys get in the big 12, we'll lose a ton of our recruits. So no, you guys aren't joining in the Did big they 12. Really? The big 12 backed them. Big
1: Twelve. This, this, this
0: actually happened. Oh yeah. It's a true story. Houston was trying to join the Big Twelve. Texas
1: is a bunch of rich prima donnas. That's what some. I'm not gonna say who said it, but someone in our DM said Texas was a bunch of rich spoiled prima donnas. That's what the University of Texas is, and I was like, "Damn, dude, I agree."
0: I can. I mean, I can kind of like, like, like I like, like. like,
1: I don't want to like i know Overstep. good people
0: i know good people that went to texas it's definitely not yeah, of, course, of course but
1: okay okay man put put <laughs> good um respectful behavior to the side when you think of a, in sports we're talking rivalry but this isn't like real life stuff we're talking sports or college baseball when you think of texas you hate texas i hate i've hated texas except i love vince young but texas like you think of them as the rich boys that like they get they win everything they get everything and then the last couple years they've been they haven't been doing good but you always feel like they have that little attitude like they're still texas they're we're still the best it's definitely
0: a prideful program like they take pride in it kind of like notre dame football takes pride in their stuff and yeah i mean i can definitely see that image being put off but i don't I'm trying to think if, if I knew anybody that played at Texas, like personally, I really didn't. Cause I mean, they just didn't recruit my area very well. They, they do go after like high draft pick guys and try to get them to convince, like convince them to stay on campus. But yeah, I mean, I could see that. I can definitely see that. I would say more TCU is the, uh, the rich boy kind of.
1: Oh, see, I don't know. Texas. Like you do. You think TCU is more the rich spoiled kid?
0: Yeah, Rice. Rice was always like that growing up. Rich, spoiled kids going to Rice, but I was a
1: huge Rice baseball fan. So, um, but go, anyway, going back to the game. Um, <laughs> Logan Britt and Mikey Honer hit those home runs, and dude, Honer dude, no batting gloves, just tossed the bat, just vintage bare knuckles home run, and I love every. I love seeing that.
0: He's a gritty kid. He's real gritty. Uh, reminds me of great. like Ev- Evan Gaddis, kind of. <laughs> dude,
1: yeah, He yeah. absolutely screams Evan Gaddis. Yeah. Um, but dude, that Joe's Weich dude Ben, listen to this. So Joe's weak went two innings, one hit, and three strikeouts last night. You want to hear his freaking numbers on the year?
0: Give them to me. Feed them to me.
1: Twenty sixth and the third inning. Twenty two hit, pretty good out of the bullpen. You know, eight runs, whatever. Three walks, forty-six strikeouts, three walks and forty-six K's in 26th inning. That's unbelievable. That that's what unbelievable you need. Out of the that's
0: what you need out of the bullpen in the SEC. Someone who's which, not going to walk he, people. If he
1: would have just gotten six more K's, he has a two-to-one. He's averaging two K's in inning, which, yeah. which is, which is like that's legit. Like that is legit. It's not unheard of, but it's legit. But dude, in twenty-sixth inning, that's insane.
0: And nobody's even mentioned his name this year. Someone who no. like there's no you hear, baseball writer who's like talking about You hear about Landon
1: Sim, you hear um Jackson Wiggins, you hear Rough Corn from Oklahoma, you hear all these like big name closers who throw gas.
0: Who's our boy from uh who's our boy from USC
1: upstate? Kevin Davis, freaking unit. <laughs> yes, dude, love that guy. Um, But this guy is t- 46Ks in 26th inning. That's unbelievable. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But Texas AM gets a big
0: win, uh, especially after getting swept by Florida a couple weeks ago. That was a game they had circled on their calendar. I guarantee you.
1: Well, they- I mean, throw, throw Florida out the window. They walked off Georgia to take the series. Last weekend, so they were they kind of had some mojo back, but Joey, yeah. I gotta have a fan of me. I love that every bit of that talk your shit, boy, <laughs> talk your shit. and tech, Somebody print from Texas the t shirts
0: like, now, print the t shirts now. Huh? <laughs> Nothing, I'm making a joke. That's funny.
1: I mean, uh, dude, that's what you live for, that's what you play Texas for. That right, the opportunity to throw them freaking horns down.
0: Yeah, those even still hate each other.
1: Texas a and
0: Yeah, and they—they they, they definitely hate each other. Um, I didn't check the schedule before the show to see when they play again. I know they play again later this year. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. But yeah, the—the uh, the biggest thing for me is like that's a big resume builder for Texas A&M. Someone who I was looking at like Baseball America's um, projected what do you call it? The field of sixty-four. 64? and Texas, I haven't A&M even was, looked
1: at any of them yet. Because yeah. I want to make a prediction. I don't want to look at any of the I haven't looked at a single one yet. Someone DM'd us asking us to do it. And so a waste like,
0: of time. It's a waste of time. It's no, fun to I mean, look at, can, but it's a waste of time.
1: I mean, we can do one if we want. I think we should do one bin right now and see how many we get right. Right now? Like 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 Monday. Like Sunday, like Monday after this weekend. Tuesday. We'll put a mid. We'll put a out a field of sixty-four, just to see how many we get right, and we won't do another one the rest of the year. Okay, or we can do, each do our own. Yeah, I'm kind down. Of like for a little that. competition.
0: Okay, actually, I'm down. Any t- any type of competition, I'm down. <laughs> All uh, right. This is weird though. Yeah. So Texas and Texas A&M are not playing anymore this year. I always thought they played twice a year, but it looks like and then unless they schedule a midweek later in the season when they both have open dates,
1: but no. So. Alright, so let's talk about some of the other game. Let's do it. Oklahoma about- State won the bedlam on a walk-off single to single to right with the bases loaded in the ninth. Um so that was a big one for Oklahoma State.
0: I didn't watch a single pitch of that game. I I definitely blame myself. I, I was not even aware that they were playing. I don't know why. I I, I know it was on ESPN plus, right? I don't I guess it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like one of the games that were like featured on there and it should have been. I would have no, it definitely was, it was
1: it was it was on the top it was I mean it was hard to miss. I mean I <laughs> i it was in the list of games. I, mean, I, just, I just I must just have not scrolled over. I
0: must have not scrolled over far enough. But yeah, that's I, I, I oh, was you scroll like... oh I click on schedule.
1: Oh. I when I, I go on ESPN on the I feature. click on schedule, I see all the game. But I get lazy with um, it. Oklahoma State. I mean, dude, Oklahoma's kinda hot, so that was a big win for them. And then East Carolina, dude. East Carolina, dude. They hit I'm, that huge I comeback
0: against game. UNC. Huh? They hit that huge comeback against USC. They scored and also, like
1: five runs in the final two, winning.
0: I just want to. I just want to clarify something. Uh, Oklahoma is not hot. Uh, before we go any further, I don't want to get backlash from the fans. They've lost four out of five now. Their only win was three to two on Texas because uh, they lost two out of three to Texas and they lost to Texas State midweek. Okay. Okay. Sorry.
1: You're right. Time is flying by because I was thinking the Oklahoma that was coming off like seven straight. Seven and then straight. Arkansas. Yeah. That's nope. Yeah.
0: Time okay. Is flying sorry. By. My bad. You're good. We all get
1: one. We all get one mulligan a show. I get one. You get like seven. <laughs> but I'm not going to bring it up. I, I'm not going to bring it up.
0: <laughs> what?
1: but anyways um but
0: yeah so let's talk about the ecu and unc game unc jumps out to a big lead right and ecu has to come back in the eighth i think uh i caught the tail they
1: were down it was 10 to 6 in the eighth inning yeah and then east carolina hit a game-tying two-run homer in the eighth bombed right field dude got his birdhouse on the cone everyone's going crazy the jungle was wild
0: the I mean, if if Texas a and and Texas was one A, this game was one B
1: as far as like crowd wise. There was a ton of people there, and then and then they walked it off in the in the um in the ninth, and once again, freaking cone comes out of nowhere in the screen, in the TV screen comes out of nowhere running into the center field. It it's
0: almost like the camera was anticipating it. Like I'm gonna place the camera right here, and the and the traffic cone is gonna to run right by us.
1: <laughs> it's gonna run right by, it. and there he was. And, and it's just it's just so innocent and so funny.
0: Yeah, and so this was a big redemption game for for East Carolina because they got smacked by North Carolina a week ago on
1: Tuesday. So they lost like eight to one. I want to say something like that. And they so got they- smacked pretty good. you want to hear a little nugget about that that game? In like the sixth or seventh inning, east, or US, the Tar Heels were doing this little folk dance where they throw their legs up to each side and like. Oh, you're talking about last Tuesday? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. So they're dancing and having a good time. They're smacking East Carolina's ass, right? Fast forward two days, they get or three days, they get swept by NC State, who is like freaking <laughs> eating roaches at the bottom of the ACC, <laughs> like no business being, no business beating them. They get swept postponed friday they play like sunday monday or monday or whatever and then carolina's like well shit like maybe we shouldn't have danced they play east carolina again east carolina walks them off so maybe we shouldn't dance anymore
0: but east carolina so they're playing a four-game series against cincinnati this week so thursday friday saturday um no thursday friday saturday two on saturday my bad and that cincinnati team is coming off a huge walk-off win against louisville who I mean that game was like 12 to 11 or something like that it was 13 a, 12 you were close. I mean it was a typical midweek game where neither team could get anybody out they didn't use their best bullpen arms just because See, it's those good.
1: games it's like who gets to hit last exactly
0: I well and listen to this so uh uh, Cincinnati gave up 12 runs on Tuesday. They still won the game against Louisville, but they gave up 21 runs to St. Louis on Sunday. So they've given up 33 runs in the last two games. And so maybe 1-1. they can't pitch. They're 1-1. and Well, they can really hit because they scored 22 runs earlier this season against Xavier, and I want to say they, the next day they lost. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They lost 16-8 to 8 the next day. So they give up a lot of runs, but they score a lot of runs. So whatever. They'll be a fun team in the postseason if they get there. Um, but big weekend for them against East Carolina Thursday, Friday. Louisville,
1: Louisville doesn't give a damn about Tuesday game. Dude, I mean, they lost I, to Eastern Kentucky. They
0: yeah, they just – they don't have a good – they don't have a deep pitching They rotation. lost to
1: freaking the Leathernecks. They Two? lost
0: to – The Leathernecks. Oh, yeah. Western Illinois. Our boys. JP's whatever club.
1: <laughs> yeah. JPP. <laughs> um. But yeah, so Louisville just cares about the weekend, which is fine. I respect that, but don't don't complain when somebody beats you and say you didn't try. A, a, a SEC thing, we didn't care; it didn't matter. But um, so those are your three walk offs yesterday. Um, South Carolina hit a whole bunch of home runs. Um, a lot of games got canceled, actually. Yeah, a lot
0: of games did get canceled. The, thing, I mean, I can't believe we waited this long to talk about it, but Arkansas scored 21 runs. That team is in, in fuego right now, as they say, south of the border. Uh, they, Let's see, they've scored 14, 9, 8, 11, 6, and 21 in the last five games, six games. And, dude, Robert Moore, ever since you said something about him not being very
1: good, he has been – Probably the hey, best Stop, hitters. stop! I'm gonna hold you right there. He was one for 27 in his last 27 at bat until yesterday, and now he's hitting. They posted a graphic of him hitting five for 31 after going four for four, and I was like, "Oh, so you, he just went four for 48." Let me just do some basic math here. He, well, he went one for 27, which is fine. You go through shitty cold streaks, but don't say he's hot.
0: Uh he, I mean, he hit that triple. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to look on the bright side here. You're right, but. He uh, hit that triple on Sunday against Mississippi State. It was a big hit for him. And then he goes and hits for the cycle in six innings against Central
1: Arkansas. That's what he does. Every time he gets on third base, he just throws his hands up and does one of those, like, oh, my bad. <laughs> Look at me. My bad. Look at but, me. Um, no, he, I mean, a cycle is a cycle. You got to respect it.
0: Am That's I crazy? Let's have a little debate here. Am I crazy that – I think we've talked about this, but I'm not a big cycle
1: fan. I don't think it's that cool. I no, know. I um, I think I think cycles We've talked about this because you said like if you're fourth at bat, you need a double or a single. You're just gonna stop.
0: Yeah, or like you're gonna try. You're gonna try to hit a double instead of, or a single instead of a home run. It's it's just the most. I don't think you're gonna. I I, I think
1: you. I I'm gonna be honest with you. If I'm three for three and all I needed a single for the cycle. I'm gonna still try to hit a bomb. I'm just being honest here. Well, you will, but there's a
0: lot of guys out there that don't. They're just trying to hit a single back up the middle, or like I've seen people in the major leagues they try to drag bunt for the cycle. It's like that's stupid. see, that's weak. That's a weak. weak. No, okay. So what's more impressive to you? Uh, because this past weekend, I got to call the Mercer baseball games on ESPN Plus, and they turned a legit like around the horn triple play. It was you know five four three triple play, and yep. it was like number six on ESPN's top ten. And in my head, I'm like. Yeah, the triple play is cool and all, but that wasn't like a top 10
1: play, like number six it, it, play. It's, it's a top 10 play because it's rare. It's but rare. Dude hit a ground ball. Guy was literally standing on third base, fielded a basic routine play ground ball, stepped on the bag, threw it to second like he's rolling up a double play.
0: It was it was literally just a double play ball that just happened to touch third base. Like <laughs> And so between the cycle and the triple play, like, yeah, awesome. Like those are cool accomplishments. They're very rare. But I think they're just over celebrated in baseball. What triple
1: plays? The triple plays and the cycle. A cycle is not easy to do, Ben. Okay. Let me ask let me put let me put it in perspective here. How hard is it? You as a hitter know this, and you're lying if you don't agree with this. How hard is it to hit go four for four in a game?
0: Uh I can't say I ever did that. In in so, and so it's hard. It's sure. To go four for four is hard. Sure.
1: I guess. Dude, don't, don't, don't share <laughs> me like that. Sure. It, what, do, it is what do you hard. want me to say? Like, yeah, pretty hard. No, dude, okay. it's super easy. I did it all the time. Let me, let me, let me ask you this. You're walking off, you're walking question. to the clubhouse after the game, got your bat on your shoulder. You got your glove in your hand. You're thinking about your, your game. If you go four for four, are you absolutely pumped? You're, you're nuts. You're hanging. You're ready to go drink and like, you nah, feel dude, like a big man I'm, on campus. No, nah, dude, I'm pissed. I didn't go 0 for five or five for five. <laughs> dude seriously let's be honest first. let's be real for a second if you go 4-4 four, four, you're happy you have a great day
0: if i'm two for two i'm looking around like let's go
1: <laughs> okay so how are you going to tell me going 4-4 four, four with one hit of each kind is not pretty impressive
0: i mean it's impressive but it's not like i think it's just overhyped that's all i'm saying
1: would, so you'd rather go you'd rather go four four three home run uh, a million times i would, not I would too
0: Okay. I would go I would I'd rather go four for four with two homers, a double, and a and a single.
1: Okay. No, I I think, but just one time in your career to do the cycle, you would be like, okay, I'll do it one time. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. to say I've hit for the cycle. I think the cycle is lit. I think I'm three not saying home run games are way more impressive than a cycle. Three home run games are way more impressive, but the cycle gets celebrated more because it's more unique. Yeah. It's That's- like
0: if you you hit three homers in a game, like ESPN, like will have it at the bottom, like a little blip of it. And then if you hit for the cycle, it's like this is the 82nd cycle this century. And like the last right, cycle okay. was.
1: All right, let me ask you this: How I think three homer games are more uncommon than a cycle. More uncommon than a cycle. More common. Oh, more common. Three homer game. Are more common than the cycle. We've already had like ten this year. We've only had like two cycles. Georgia Southern and Arkansas. That's a great question.
0: Um, that we'll we'll have to do some research. Like if we pulled back like MLB databases, are there more three home run games or cycles? I think
1: I think I'm you might put be my right. money on three more more three homer games.
0: That's an interesting point. I never even thought about that.
1: Are there more cycles or no hitters? 100% more, more, ooh <laughs>
0: shit, I
1: don't know because Dude, the
0: cycle is just one of those things you just don't realize how often I there. think I think
1: there's more no hitters than cycles.
0: All right, let's look up. Let's do a little let's do a live thing. I'll look up how many no hitters there are. You look up how many cycles In MLB history, MLB history. Um, there have been all right all time MLB no hitters. This is bad podcasting, but I, I think our listeners are probably interested too. And there's probably some listeners that know the answer, like 100. Like this you know what I love about it? They probably they might, they might
1: know the answer, but they can't tell us, so they can't ruin the fun for us. Yes. Um. In MLB history, there have been. Why can't they just give me a firm number? They're just like, here's a list. I have the number.
0: Well, I mean, this This just doesn't tell me. I'm you want me getting... to tell you
1: the number in MLB? Yeah. There have been a total of 330 cycles in MLB history.
0: Okay, so Mike Fires' second career home or second career no hitter in 2019 stood as a milestone, the 300th no hitter in major league history. So, so that was 2019. I mean, there's been more cycles. So, there was one, two, three, four, five. There was five more after Mike Fires' is 300. So, there's 305.
1: 330 cycles in MLB history.
0: Wow. So, there's been more cycles than no hitters by 25. That's actually crazy. That's like one They're every. Just as equal...
1: They're just
0: equally as rare. Okay, let me do three home run games. How many three home run games in
1: MLB? Three homer game in MLB history. I think there's way less than 300. Babe Ruth had. You're kidding me. Babe Ruth has had had 70 multi-homer game.
0: That's not the question, though. Huh? That was not the question. I know, he but also it's, part, against, it's, like, it's part of my plumbers. research.
1: He also played against plumbers. He freaking chain smokers, and beer and Budweiser drink, beer drinkers. He doesn't give me a number. Why won't it give me a number? Whatever, dude. We're gonna. I'll, I need more time, and I don't want to make our listeners sit here with silence would be bullshit looking for the. Okay, well, let's go through. Um, let's go through a list of.
0: Oh, well, we have to talk about Miami scoring twenty-one runs again today. That was...
1: the Mercer boys getting perfect game through seven or six. The jinx worked, man. We jinxed. And we jinxed the hell out of that thing, and freaking next batter hit a home run. But they ended up losing eight to one. They get bro, they gave up eight runs in the seventh inning. That was and ugly. They used, huh? That was ugly. Yeah. They I think Mercer used five pitchers in the seventh inning. It was new pitcher after new pitcher after new pitcher after new pitcher. After new pitcher. Um oh before we get into league leaders and, t- and just kind of going back catch doing like a mid season recap. The Big Ten, Ben, been, been a, kind of been a topic of debate the last couple of days. If if you're the committee, are you are you p- giving the Big Ten one automatic qualifier team or are you giving them their equally deserved, you know, two or three bid? Well, I think they automatically get one, right? The automatic qualifier. It, that's what I'm saying. Should they just get automatically one for not playing any out of conference game?
0: Yeah, how do you, I how do you, if the, I you're the committee,
1: the- how do you do this? I saw the back and forth. I think you have. I mean, you you have to throw
0: RPI out of the window, which is I'm a huge favor of. Like, I just forget the RPI. I hate it. the The best way to approach it is you have to use the eyeball test. Like, how do the players you know, match up? You know what what's the overall like? How good is the conference look versus like watching other games? I think they're going to get three teams in, like they usually do: Indiana, Michigan, maybe Nebraska, Iowa, something like that. Illinois. I, it would it would blow my mind if they got more than if they got five or more. I would be shocked. I'm, I'm I'll, I'll be surprised to get more than three. I think three or four is where they're going to end up. The it does so. Okay, hold on, hold on. Also, hold on. wait, I found the answer. Who would
1: who would they for?
0: Who is there for? Maybe Ohio State this year. You Dude, think if you're 500
1: in the in the Big Ten, I mean, okay. Here's the deal. Here's my here's my theory or my idea. Just whatever their final standings are, like if you're first, your first, second, third, whatever, go back in history and see, like, like last or let's say two years, 2019. Did the fourth place team in the Big Ten get in the tournament? Yes or no? And then look at their resume and then look at their resume today in terms of conference runs given up pitching your just kind of try to create a resume using previous data
0: yeah no I'm, I'm a, like maybe take like the last 10 years and average how many um how many teams they get in I like that theory a lot I think at first I was about to make fun of you for it but
1: the more I thought about it it, it makes sense so like so like let's say we go back to 2018 Who finished third in 2018? Let's just make it up. Let's just say Ohio State finished third in the Big Ten 2018. They had a 40 and 20 record and a pretty good RPI. So now you look this year and say, who's third? And say, then you go back and look at all the third place finishes. And you kind of just say, third place usually a 40 win team, a top 50 RPI. And then you say, okay, third place this year probably would have a very similar resume. Yeah. I I think think that's how they should do it. I don't think the talent's like
0: that much better or that much worse. I like it where you just take like the last 10 years, you average Average out each place, how many times or how many teams they get in the tournament. And then if it comes out to like 3.7, you just round it up to four and then the top four teams go. So you basically go, hold on, hold on. hold on, but You can't
1: do that because what, like the fourth place, just because they normally get four doesn't mean they should get four. What I'm saying is you look at, take all the data from the, second place finish third place finish fourth place fifth place so on if second place is usually like what i get um usually that's their resume you kind of give that team their resume and then you compare it with all your other bubble teams and the rest of the country this year right well like i'm saying
0: i think this this will explain it better for the listeners out there i'm looking at the big 10 standings right now and i'm looking at the top three teams which are indiana michigan nebraska and then they're all 11 and four or 11 and three. Northwestern's nine and five. They're in fourth place, and Rutgers is fifth uh, at eight and six. I look at that and I'm like, Northwestern doesn't feel like a regional team. Rutgers doesn't feel like a regional team. Like, if it's Northwestern or Rutgers, that's the fourth best team. I just say, forget it. You're getting three teams in Indiana, Michigan, Nebraska. Like, just gut feeling. You look at a team and you're like, is that a regional team? even though they're nine and five in the big 10 it's like no not a regional team sorry like let's give it to
1: stetson instead somebody who's played a full schedule see that's what's and then so the flip the the argument was the players don't deserve it to get punished for what their leaders did what the big 12 um administration did and i'm sitting there thinking okay but what about the flip side let's just say you have a school like I'm just throwing off the top of my head. Louisiana Tech. Let's say they have a bad finish and they're a bubble team. There is absolutely zero reason why a bubble third or fourth place finish in the Big Ten should get in over Louisiana Tech. You see what I'm saying? Right. But they're also saying Big Ten players shouldn't get punished. Well, why should Louisiana Tech get punished for the decisions of the Big 12? I mean, there's just no good way to look at it. So that's what I'm saying. So I think... The Big Ten, the, the it's not the committee's fault that the, the, the Big Ten made that decision. It's not the player's fault. But at the same time, the committee doesn't owe the player the favor. It doesn't right. – the, the committee doesn't give a shit about Indiana the Big stealing.
0: Ten, The Big Ten didn't take it seriously in the beginning of the season. They said, oh, just baseball, whatever. We'll start conference play only. So why are you going to take it seriously during the regionals? Like, you can't just say, no, not serious about it beginning of the season and then say hey we're really serious why are we not getting in the tournament you can't have it both ways you can't dictate saying, yeah. yeah the
1: committee doesn't give a shit about indiana's feeling in the clubhouse on selection day oh we didn't get in oh we don't well the committee doesn't owe the big 10 players anything i'm not saying i don't have compassion or i don't feel bad for the big Ten player but at the end of the day you cannot take a spot away from a team who played a full freaking season, played out of conference, they traveled on the road, they had to bust their ass to beat some team on the road. To, and it was a big RPI win, big resume booster, just to give Nebraska a spot because they played only in conference. But you can't take it away from the players because their administration, <laughs> like like get the get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You gotta earn that shit. It's gonna be interesting how
0: it works out. I mean, I think the Big Ten gets three teams in. I, I think it's the wait obvious till, three teams.
1: I cannot wait until we get our little press pass again and get to listen in on the. Uh, you remember in 2019? Oh, dude, that was and so. They funny. freaking gave TCU a spot, and they said because the previous history. Like, Can we oh tell that God. story real fast. This is so, amazing. So this in, is two, amazing. in 2019, we got access to the NCAA committee, uh, select the selection committee to do like a Q and A. So basically you would call in and um, there was
0: like 40 people on this, on, yeah, this yeah. on, a, on a conference call. And like Ray Tanner was like answering questions about like how the committee made their decisions <laughs> and, and, and why asked, they did
1: this, why they did and somebody asked them, why did TCU get in over Texas state or why did TCU yeah. get in? Their resume was atrocious. It was not a regional resume. Anyway, Ray Tanner goes, well, there, there were three reasons. One, they believed that TCU was the healthiest they had been all year because they were hurt most of the year, which is true. But you know what? The regional doesn't give a shit if you were hurt in the beginning of the year. It's your final resume. Yeah. The final four doesn't give a shit if you were at number one seed. If you lose to the 16th seed, you're out. It doesn't matter if you were hurt, not you're out of the damn tournament. <laughs> so they said they were the healthiest they've been. They deserved a spot. The second reason was their previous success in the postseason. The Who gives pre- a shit what you did in 2019, 2018 It's a different team. <laughs> it's a different team. It's a different season. Okay. And the third reason was they had it above five hundred record in com- in a strong in conference, conference play.
0: No, it was it was um they 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 finished five hundred I think in the Big Twelve and they he said yeah they finished five hundred uh, in a tough conference and they finished three games above five
1: hundred in their like last nine games. <laughs> it was like and in- oh. And everybody was just like, okay, so let's just throw everything out that we've ever done with this and let's just make up, make up rules as we go.
0: Literally, like it was like Ray Tanner wasn't prepared to answer
1: that question. And no, and, and you could hear it in Ray Tanner's voice. Yeah. He didn't agree with it either.
0: He basically said, uh, we think T- he could have basically just said, hey, TCU is going to make us more money than Texas. We're going to sell more
1: tickets than a regional. <laughs> So That's that exactly was exactly what it was. I don't know because how he,
0: we were qualified to get on that phone call. I don't know like, how, but we're doing think, it again. We're I think somebody
1: DM'd us and was like, "Like, Hey, if you want to be, um, you know, no, media. no, it was you or James that was like, We should get because we saw somebody tweet about it. You guys, I don't know what you guys did because we were talking about Omaha press passes and we were like, We should get in the selection committee like conference call. And we got in somehow,
0: <laughs> it was pretty and,
1: cool, and I don't think. Because I, after like going through the timeline that day, Kendall Rogers, they barely talked about that kind of stuff. We were just, we didn't know what we were doing, but we did. We were just saying shit. Everything they said, we said it on Twitter and everyone was like, dude, this is awesome. Like we actually know what the hell is going on behind closed doors. And I wonder if some of them were like, "Okay, we can't ever let them back in here again.
0: <laughs> They're gonna leak this information." Yeah, we like wrote a whole article about how the selection committee chose TCU over Texas State, and, and like just kind of bashing them. Yeah, it'd
1: be it'd be shocking if they let us back in this year. No, we're getting back in because <laughs> I I want to hear that shit again. Because especially with this year and all the craziness. I want to know why they pick one team over another. Cause you better have a damn good reason for it.
0: Yeah, better than that. But anyway, let's do a on. let's
1: do a last little segment here. It's just some league leaders.
0: Uh, we are gonna talk about just like league leaders that catch our eye in college baseball. So like obviously West Clark's leading the country with 14 home runs and only 80 at bats. That's crazy. But the you, the-
1: you know I feel like he hits all his home runs in groups. Like, he'll hit three home runs in two games, then he'll not hit any for five. Then he'll hit three more in two games, then not hit any for five. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, he's like the modern-day like college college baseball version of Mark McGuire. He has 14 home runs and only two doubles. So it's like when he gets it, he gets it. There's no balls, like, hitting off the top of the wall. They're going way over. The And, and he pairs that with 30 RBIs. The biggest stat for me about Wes Clark, though, is he has 25 walks and 25 strikeouts. So there's 50 plate appearances there where he doesn't even put the ball in play. So it's impressive to hit the ball over the fence that many times without putting the ball in play 50
1: plate appearances. That's 50 out of 130 plate appearances. I mean, out of 105, he has 80 at bat. So you add your 25 walk, it's 105 AB. 50 out of almost 50% of the time is a walker strikeout when he goes up to the plate.
0: You know, you know what's been kind of like shocking me is some of the Big 10 guys have been hitting some absolute nukes. Like there's uh there's a guy here for Maryland, Benjamin Cowles and Chris Brito. They both have 8 and 9 home runs respectively in like 14 games. And so I know the Big 10's been playing in like neutral ballparks for now, but it, I mean that's a home run every two games. So the Big 10 is showing a lot of power this year, but and then I don't know. Like going through the pitching stats was really surprising to me. Like I'm going to give Kansas Cole Larson from Kansas has thrown 42 innings, which is the second most in college baseball. And he has a 0.86 ERA. He's only given up four runs in 42
1: innings. Hey, Ben, and I'm going to, I'm going to one-up you here. Do it. Chris Barica from Cal Baptist. Just kidding. Continue. You were about to one up me because he's thrown an
0: inning, or sorry,
1: a third of an inning more, but definitely no, no, not no, as no, I know. I no, I was looking across the thing wrong, but no, dude, that guy, that ERA is beautiful. But like we said, um, how about Gunnar Hoagland? More strikeout than Kumar and lighter. That Dude, that surprised me. So
0: Gunnar Hoagland from Ole Miss, Friday night guy, has 65 strikeouts and only 37 and two-thirds innings. Nobody is talking about him because you have Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker um, kind of shadowing the uh, the rest of the SEC. And time Madden and blah, blah, blah. And Ty Madden. So Gunnar Hoagland is throwing an inning and two-thirds more than Jack Leiter and two-thirds of an inning more than, than Kumar Rocker. But he has six more strikeouts than Leiter
1: and – 12 more strikeouts than Kumar Rocker. How about how about the Dominic Hamill and Colton Gordon from Dallas Baptist and UCF? They have both, they both have, one has less, the other one has more, but they're both right around the same area, 35 to 39 inning pitches, about the average right now. They both have more than Kumar, but they have less than um, lighter. So all the love. I mean their ERA, their ERAs are way down, and I wonder if it's just a part, partly to Vanderbilt defense because their they're, their field is pretty impressive too. They catch everything. They catch everything. They and they turf, play on the field. turf. Yeah, so, turf field helps. But at the same time, I mean, ball. I mean, you never know. I mean, there's so many different dynamics to that, but pretty yeah. good pitching this year. Pretty good pitching.
0: Hunter Stanley is another guy from Southern Miss. 36 innings pitched, th- 52 strikeouts.
1: Landon Marco. Just a Marco. big dog. Just is a it big Marceau dog. or Marco? Uh, from LSU. Marceau or Marco? Marceau. It's Marceau. That's what I thought. But like, Maybe it is
0: Marco. The more I think about it, it might be Landon Marco, Landon Marceau.
1: I don't know <laughs> if I've heard that pronounced. But yeah, he's only given up one earned run all year. One earned run, 35 innings, pitching on Friday night for LSU. That's amazing. Justin Campbell's another guy. Uh, he started four games this year for Oklahoma State, and he's
0: only given up one earned run, 26 innings pitched. Kind of crazy. So, I mean, basically what we're getting at is college baseball pitching is dominant this year over the hitters. Like, sure, there's some hitters out there. I know what I was going to do. I I remember looking at the stolen base numbers. Yeah, so Levi Usher from Jackson Louisville. Jackson State. Listen to this. So Levi Usher from Louisville has one of the most impressive stats. He's only been on first base f- uh, thirteen times after a single, plus nine walks. So thirteen plus nine 22. is twenty-two. Twenty-two, and he has nineteen stolen
1: bases. So he's okay. Liter- okay. literally an automatic stolen okay. base. Okay, but he can steal third too.
0: Right, but like that's very valuable for someone who's only hitting two twenty-one
1: this no, year. No, you're turning. To, yeah, bases. no, I agree. You're turning singles and walks into doubles almost every time. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: And then, I mean, you have uh, Enrique Bradfield Jr. from Vanderbilt, who's 18 stolen bases, only one caught stealing.
1: That's a a good weapon to have if you're – You know what's crazy? In this top five, there's not a single player from Jackson State, but they lead the country in stolen bases. Yeah. Jatavius
0: Melton is their best guy. He's 13 out of 13 this year. (laughs) Pretty solid. And then Chandler
1: Dilliard is 12 of 15. How about, uh, dude? How about this? Robert Hamchuck from San Jose State is hitting seven fourteen. I'm about to confirm how many ABs he has. Ben, he has thirty seven AB. I mean, uh, Wait, no, he doesn't. No, he has fourteen. No, no, He's twenty 10 for uh, twenty twenty. That's twenty twenty. Uh-huh. So I don't count ten to fourteen doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. I looked at that too.
0: I, mean, I think insane. you have to have at least Eric Science. It's you have to have at least forty at bats. That's Science. Yeah, Zarek Science. he's one of our mid-major players to watch for the mid-major player of the
1: year. Okay, there's a sign on that Texas A&M too. Who shows the pitcher? Might be related. Maybe, but anyway, he's hitting four eighty six and
0: seventy two A.B. Well, no, Tyler, Tyler Hardman from Oklahoma, the first baseman, he's been a stud this year. He's had 95 at-bats and still hitting 463. He's a guy that I saw like Kendall Rogers and those D1 guys tweet about how he went from like unranked on the national first baseman watch list for the draft this year to number two behind uh, Wes Clark. So
1: Pretty crazy. Yeah,
0: but for the listeners out there, go to D1Baseball.com. I know we're not directly affiliated with them, but they definitely dominate the sport. They have a great little stats tab, and you can sort – um from the country in any kind of category from pitching hitting all of that super useful um i need to start using it more i think it's really cool and we just decided to use a little bit tonight to do some league leaders so go over to d1baseball.com and check on the stats tab there but um pretty much like that has everything we're going to do today on the show we're going to be back tomorrow with another episode previewing the weekend and also doing a weekend pick'em segment i am off from work tomorrow so i have all day to focus on prepping for the podcast and uh so we're gonna get a nice little guest on there. Haven't decided who yet, but it's gonna be a good one. And we're gonna get this uh this weekend pick 'em all ready for you guys. So um besides that, Dimitri, ben, you got I think we else?
1: should I think we should drop the Thursday podcast in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, we're gonna do it as early as possible, not waiting until like two AM like we usually do. I'm especially, I'm fine with that.
1: especially since the SEC plays on Thursdays a bunch, you know.
0: Yeah. There's a bunch of conferences playing Thursdays now. I think
1: ACC starting like that tomorrow too. I, do you like that? Sure. No, do you, like seriously, because if you're – I mean, I okay, the difference between six days rest and five days rest is not that much, but um, do you think it's a TV thing? Yeah, I do. Because Saturday and Sunday is literally impossible to keep up if you're if you're an sec fan i mean think about us we're trying to cover all many games we can so sec alone is nothing to us try try covering like 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 three or four conference games it's no problem for us but anyways that's why they do it i don't like it i'm not a huge fan of third game i think friday night guy is the reason you play on friday
0: yeah but anyways we'll be back tomorrow you guys uh Follow us on social media, I guess. We'll do whatever you want. But anyway,
1: peace out. you guys